And the reason I'm intentionally using the words community and culture is because when we think of culture, that's a bit of an arm's length. And community, that's personal. That's something I'm, someone I'm connected to in some way. And it could be a neighbor. Could be that I'm just connected to you because we live in the same town. There's a, my, there's a Facebook page for my town. There's like thousands of people on this Facebook page. And so I can shine a light into that Facebook group, as long as it's approved by the administrator, <laughs> that lights it up. And that's a, my community, but I don't necessarily know everybody in that group. Welcome back to Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and today we begin week three of our series focusing on the Sermon on the Mount. For those of you just joining us, this series is different in that it will run eight weeks and have five daily episodes to help you study Jesus's words in greater depth. If you would like the study material, past episodes, more information on this series, or any of the other resources we provide, you can find them all on our website, studywithfriends.org. Day four, we're going to talk about light and light's practical use. So let's talk about the obvious practical use of light as we sit in a super well-lit environment for the cameras. What's the practical use of light? Getting rid of dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dispelling mm-hmm. darkness. Being able to see better, right? If you're older, m- maybe you recognize it helps you to read better. <laughs> like I really, I need mm-hmm. readers. But if I put a lot of light on the text, I can actually see it. <laughs> so helping us see better mm-hmm. and helping anybody in the circle of light that's being cast helping them to see better. Are there any um, biblical passages that come to mind aside from salt and light? Nothing memorized, but I know that eventually we will, it will be only light. Mm. So when I believe new heaven, new earth, don't quote me, please. I'd love someone to look it up. But I know that in the future, it will be its own light. Oh yeah, yeah. Its own light, the uh, the light source. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There won't be any need for the sun because the lamb is the light in in the city. Yeah. I think that's what that's it is good. from Revelation. That's not one I thought of. I just think how great that would be. Yeah, and practically that is what we're talking about here because we're talking about reflecting the light of Christ. I was thinking about, this isn't a biblical passage, but I was thinking, I like to watch period pieces. Like I like a show about another time. And what I notice a lot of times is pre-electricity. The candles on the wall had like something reflective behind them. And that makes so much, of course, as a person who loves a candle I was trained early to put it in front of a mirror because that just cute and also doubles the light but that was practical before electricity Mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting metaphor inside a metaphor for reflecting the light of Christ so we're not the candle we're the mirror Mm -hmm. and that's helpful for me like I'm not the light but I reflect the light Mm -hmm. I try to enhance the light. I try to increase the effect of the light. Again, we lose these things because we have light switches or A-L-E-X-A who can turn on our lights. Oh, another one that came to mind was, I can't think of the passage either, but like, give me enough light for the next step on my path. Mm-hmm. There's, well, I don't know. What that a word is yeah, a light, light to my feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a lamp, lamp to my feet my, and, and a light yeah. to my path. Amy Grant would be mad at me. <laughs> um, John 1 The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness cannot overcome it. Yes, amen. So in this light passage, there are two sort of 
examples of, it says, you are the light of the world, period, full stop. <laughs> then there's two ways we can be a light in the world. The first one is in 14B. What do you see there? A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm -hmm. So a city on a hill is a public light. What are some public ways we shine a light, in theory, in our community and culture? As each day goes by, these are going to be harder for you to answer because I'm going to tell you you can't use any of the examples you've already used. <laughs> but that's okay. You guys are up for it. So what, are, what is a public way we could shine our light in the community or the culture, practically speaking? And I'm, I'm putting you to the test there because I think the best thing we can do in, in this week of studying salt and light is just have a plethora of practical examples. So I'm not letting you lay back. So my first easiest example is, is outward expression. So for me, I wear a cross every day. And uh, when I work at school, I wear shirts about God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I think posting about God, like on social media is another way. And it's like, obviously there are people that post things that like aren't necessarily the right things to post, but you know, posting things and like so many people can like see your story or see like the post, even if only one person asks you like, that's good. Good. Or even if they never ask you, but they sock that away and they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that about her. And then maybe it begins that little seed. That's good. That's good. Kate. Marilyn? Sharing your faith with a friend or a neighbor. And, you know, my neighbor had a stroke in December, and um, she has really rehabbed well, but she has taken to walking. And she asked me to walk with her. She doesn't go real far or very fast, but it, she has really appreciated the company. I talk about church, and I've invited her to come to church with me. And didn't get much response, but well, you know, there are more days we'll be walking, and I'm counting on the Holy Spirit to move. But uh, you know, to me, that's that's a more public thing, even though it's one on one. Yeah. But so it, uh, what I heard you just say is, I talk about church. So there's when we say sharing your faith, I think those of us in the church automatically think of like street evangelism, like just accosting someone in the street and saying, do you know Jesus? That's one way. I really admire those people. Good for you. Someone needs to do that. But you're talking about something else, which is um, sharing your faith in, in, the, in the context of relationship. Right. And I love that you said I talked to her about church because it's a softer, mm. it's a softer ball to throw. Exactly. Like you say, let me tell you, oh, I was at church the other day and this happened. Or I was at church or my friend from church did this or it told me this story and it's just like you're okay so now we're going to go back to salt but you're just like what's the word i'm looking for Pe sprinkling? peppering it in <laughs> sprinkling it in thank you um you're sprinkling it in and that's a really good way to do it because it's patient and it's consistent light yesterday i told her i wouldn't be walking with her this morning and she said oh what's going on <gasps> perfect <laughs> and so i I told her all about study with friends and our recording. And she said, oh, well, you have to let me know when. I was just going to say. When when the recording is on YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I'll let you know. Or you could just send it. You're in a lot of them. 
you could send her any of the ones that you're in. Sure. And <laughs> but I didn't want to be. I didn't want to have to look I know, them but up. It's and you who and she wants her, to see. Right. Yeah. Invo- right. That's great. I have a I have a friend in Spin. The, this one guy that runs our study, and it is his gift. He is so open about his faith, and we're in a class of you know. 30, 40 people, and he's always, we do a Bible study at five in the morning, which I've said on this recording more than one time, and he is always inviting people. They walk into the room, and he'll say, what's your name? And he'll be like, we do a Bible study at 5 a.m. on Wednesdays, and this is a brand new person, never come in the room, so he is so publicly open about his faith. No fear, and he jokes about himself all the time, but he does it, and he'll say, what are you doing on Saturday? And I'll say recording. And of course, I'm on a mic in front of a room full of people. And I'll say, oh, I'm recording my Bible study with Study with Friends. Oh, so he tees it up for always. you. Always. Oh, always that's great. Tees it up. That's always. Great. A little wingman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Little little uh, yeah. team attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so the next bit, uh, verse 15, has a different kind of light. Take a look at verse 15. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. What does that metaphor say to you about like what kind of light are we talking about there? If the city on the hill was public, then what is this one? Private. Yeah, I think private is a good word. And it's what I wrote down too. But I wanted to say it's it's yeah, more personal, closer circle closer circle. So that's why I've been so intentional about using the words community and culture as we talk about what's a practical way you can influence your community and culture with salt and light. And the reason I'm uh, intentionally using the words community and culture is because when we think of culture, that's a bit of an arm's length, whatever way. And community, that's personal. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm someone I'm connected to in some way. And it could be a neighbor, could be that I'm just connected to you because we live in the same town. There's a, my there's a Facebook page for my town. My town has like there's like thousands of people on this Facebook page, and so I can shine a light into that Facebook group as long as it's approved by the administrator. <laughs> um, that lights it up, and that's a, my community. But I don't necessarily know everybody in that group. So I just want to I want to make sure that our thinking of public and private is a little bit elastic and not super fixed. So in that mindset, what are some ways that we shine our light privately or in our closer circle? Because I think if we take the word in your house Mm -hmm. too literally, that would be a mistake. I I have four people that live in my house, including myself. So I'm not only called to be a light to them, although I am called to be a light to them. So let's talk about some ways that maybe concentric circles, how we can shine a light or dim it. Yeah, it's funny you saying that because I was thinking... Stone in a pond, when you say concentric, I, yeah. I was thinking that same thing, where this is my, when you drop it in, that's that first circle that hits, right? Obviously, it ripples out, but it's that first circle that hits, and what does that first circle look like? And so my obvious was my family. I have three kids, and it's very important to us to both live and speak uh, faith in our home, and so that's very important to us, but we're also in some small communities with um, other family and friends, mm-hmm. and so it's important that there's faith. Our faith lives out there also. Mm. So, and it's family and friends. Like there are friends that I'm as close to as I am with family and not all of them are believers. And so I live my faith out in all of those places. Mm-hmm. What's one practical way you do that? So I, I am not good at this. So I, I'm going to give this one. One of the ways that we do it is praying at meals. And I say we, because my husband who I've, 
He's amazing at this. Mm. No matter where we will go, no matter what we'll do, no matter who we are around that even doesn't like faith or openness about that, he will always pray at a meal. And so it's, and you know, people will either ignore it or not, but he will always do it. So there's no doubt that he's going to be praying at a meal. I have a little funny anecdote about praying over a meal. I was in college and um, I had taken out a non-believer in the interest of hospitality and shining a light. We went to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I remember this because it was so funny. And she was a friend of mine from high school who, I, you know, when you find the light, you're like, oh my gosh, there's people back from my life before. I got I to gotta bring the light over there. And so uh, we went to Pizza Hut and I put my head down to pray and I was just did a silent prayer because I thought that was a really good witness, <laughs> right? Like I was like, I'm just going to show her that I'm praying. I wasn't strong enough yet to be like, let's pray together. But I was strong enough to be like, let me show her that I'm going to say a prayer. And so I put my head down. She said, what are you looking for, bugs? <laughs> I remember, I will remember that for the rest of my life. I was like, no, I was saying a prayer. <laughs> and so it was a great opportunity. She noticed it. She asked me what I was doing. <laughs> I told her what I was doing. Uh, so I probably should have been more clear with a verbal prayer, but there was light in there. Some light got in there. Other um, examples of how we can light up our community, our closer circle. Kate? I started um, like way small. I started like with alone time with God, but like, you know, even telling your friends about that. And then mm. obviously I thought of like a close knit group, of course, you know, friends with your daughter, Gianna, mm -hmm. and like our little amazing friend group that we have. Really good group. And I think we always just end up talking about God, whether like, not like we want to or not, but like we just, that always like ends up in conversation. So that's like a nice thing that we have. And that's just like, it's all of our conversations. Like, that is we'll be, nice. That goes to what she was saying about like staying in fellowship mm -hmm. to keep us from getting less salty. Mm -hmm. Like that fellowship is huge. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that reminds me of? Um, we went on vacation with Kate and we took one of Gianna's friends and one of Sophia's friends. And every morning, and Lane's been on the show, so I can call her name. Every morning, Lane was out there before most of us were up and she was on the porch reading her Bible. And that was such a great witness to us who are believers. Yeah. I was like, oh, Lane with the discipline. Yeah. I would see her and I was like, oh, yeah, wow. it was convicting. Yeah, I was but like, it was also oh, inspiring. Yeah. I was like, wow, Lane, because she at the time she was 19. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this 19 year old. I was like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> but she was like everywhere. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a really, so, Hey Lane, shout out to Lane. Uh, that was a really, I don't think I even told her that that was really a good example no. for me. I, I, I think I just internalized it. So hopefully she tunes into this particular episode, but that was a great example. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to keep coming back to this like a dog to the water bowl because habit and memorization and all the things that we've talked about are, that are important to internalizing um, an understanding of the text. So I'd like to read, um, Kate, I have you for John 8, 12. Mm -hmm. And um, I want us, I wa while you're looking at it, the question I'm going to ask is, um, where does our light come from? And so everybody can be prepared and they don't have to feel like they don't know where I'm going with this. So Kate, can you read John 8, 12? Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Where does our light come from? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, thank you. That's a Sunday school answer. Uh -huh. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so let me ask a deeper question. Looking at verse 16, which says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. How does the source of our light relate to verse 16? 
kind of what I said earlier, like the influence of like people seeing us doing our good works and seeing us be Christians and like doing, you know, our practical Christian behaviors and like, you know, praying and, you know, having the right morals and just going through our life and trying to avoid sin and not doing certain things because of our faith and not just because it, you know, tells us to, but because we also don't want to, you know, fall into those things. Yeah. I just want to say what I heard you say in there is we don't want to fall into those things. And what's under that is the experience of having fallen into those in the past and not wanting to go back to that. Exactly. So I just wanted to pull that out and thank you for that. But also what I think I hear you saying is, or, or maybe I'll ask you, do you think that how, how intentional let's, let's throw it to the group. How intentional do we need to be in consistently citing CITE citing the source when we exhibit a behavior and why you mean very practically like, Oh, thank you. That's Jesus in me. Like that kind of thing. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. I love the idea of it. Uh, do I do that? I do it amongst believers much more so than I do it amongst mm. non-believers. Why is that? Uh, because it's certainly, they would, uh, one, they would understand too. It's easier, right? You're going to be like, oh, I'm the weirdo mm -hmm. that don't worry. It's not me. It's Jesus. Right. I, yeah. I, obviously I'm just being realistic. Is there a softer way you could say it? Like, thank you for noticing that, but I would humbly refer you to, this is really, this is really guided by my faith. I mean, faith is a less caustic word to some people right. than Jesus. And here's the thing. Last episode, we talked about costly grace. There's just a reality to it, yeah. right? So where I kind of make funny faces and that's just a reality. And the truth is, is that it's supposed to come from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then we're supposed to honor that it came from Jesus. Right. And so my fears of not saying it came from Jesus are my own fleshly fears. Yeah. Right? That's not from Jesus. But I also think that God calls us to be winsome. Mm -hmm. And so some people aren't ready to hear True. that. And mm -hmm. so I think that, the, that it's okay. Okay. I'm not looking for to give anybody a reason to be cowardly. Right. Um, or not bold about the gospel. But I do think, and we did a ton of this in the apologetic series about how we are compassionate and loving and not um, bludgeoning with the gospel. And so I think that that weaves into this. I think there are ways, that's why I said, is there a softer way? Because you have to be winsome. God, Christ was winsome. He was attractive. Um, it says he wasn't physically attractive, but he was... He, the, he was that person who's like, there's something about that guy. And so, so that's that's a um, a call to be self-aware and spirit-aware in, and I'm pointing to you because I think we said that yesterday, mm -hmm. um, in our interactions. So I think that sometimes, sometimes it's not just you not feeling comfortable. Sometimes it's the spirit saying, she's not ready for that quite yet. And it's like what you said before about being discerning about certain things, right? Like, is this, and this is, here we go with this full connection because I, my, my imagery, because I'm always going to imagery of where we went, we just went back to yeah. John, is, is that the light is coming from Jesus. That's the source that's coming inside us that we're projecting onto other people, yeah. right? So like yeah. we're gaining from this source in order to put it out. And so we need to be discerning about what Jesus is asking us to do with mm -hmm. a person that is in front of us. And you do something that's interesting that I sometimes do. I do as much as I can, but you're doing it much more intentionally. You said that you wear like Jesus shirts. Mm -hmm. So if, if someone gives you a compliment or says something, I really appreciated your insight, you can say thank you and leave it at that because you are, you are telling Outwardly. without your words 
what where you stand. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting, an interesting thing to consider. And everybody, there, there's no prescription here. Everybody has to kind of figure out their way to do it, that they are able to do it, and that God is calling them to do it in their circle of influence. Um, conversely, what happens if we forget the source and we start thinking, I am pretty great. I am following all the commands. I am doing all the things that Jesus asked me to do, and I am rocking it. Uh, Not a very good witness, and we uh, start to lose the light because we're depending on our own light, which is (laughs) non-existent, really. The light comes from Jesus. And um, when we start getting smug, um, I think people see that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it would almost be like if a mirror could talk and say, I am the source of this light, and yet the candle is right there in front of it. It's like, okay, are you though? (laughs) Um, You know, are you not seeing it? Because I see it. There's something else. So, especially within the church, uh, I think people see that. But, um, yeah, I think it's easy. And I would almost say, I mean, there's a lot of ways we could... um, put it under a bowl or under a bushel um as it says put the neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl um that's i think what what he's saying there is like sarcastic like would you light this candle and then cover it with anything and honestly an easy thing to cover it with is my sin and so if i'm not if I'm not habitually and consistently reminding myself where the source is, then I'm, I would be very hard-pressed to be relaying that to anybody outside of myself. Um, I think it's easy for us to think of pride as a way to hide it, but I also like to tease out that like, um, complete lack of self-esteem is another way to hide it. Like if someone is completely convinced that they're not good Mm -hmm. so the opposite of pride Um, I talk about this a lot of times with other passages like how you use your tongue in James I can use my tongue people automatically think that that's a pride thing like oh I'm using my my speech and my speech is not glorifying to God and I'm 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 puffing up myself but demeaning myself is just as bad because I'm demeaning the image bearer of God and the and the child that of God that Christ died on the cross to save, um, and so are there any? I just want to tease out: Are there any ways that you could put a bowl over your light by being negative about yourself? So we talked about like I put a bowl over my light when I, when I think it's myself mm-hmm. that did all the good things. Is there another? Is it what's the other side of that coin, Kate? Um, I used to do that a lot because at my school, my high school. I was there, well, I was there for a long time. <laughs> I was there from, like, three to, like, I graduated. So they had, but, like, once we got to, like, middle school and stuff, or, like, even, like, like sixth grade and stuff, they would have, like, speakers come in and, like, tell their, like, salvation story. Mm-hmm. And they were always a drug addict. They were always, like, some extreme form of, like, being saved. And most of the people in, like, the auditorium or the chapel were, like, people, like, kids like me. None of us were drug addicts. At least, I mean, not yet. But, like, none of us are <laughs> drug addicts. None of us have had, like, some crazy, like, story. Radical. That, yeah. 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 And I think, hopefully they've improved on that. Because I think that they should have 
not like or, like ordinary Christians come in that have been like a Christian their whole life or came to the faith maybe later, but like nothing extravagant saved them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that was always my thing of like, how can I be a light when nothing horrendous? Or, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm going to end with that one. So just bearing in mind that we can, we can gum up the mirror. We can clog up the mirror, fog it up, mess it up, dirty it up with a lot of different things that make us less able to reflect the light of Christ. And pray about that. Like, God, how am I doing that right now? In ways that I might not even identify. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.